This is the Braithor Point. It didn't end at Thermopylae because Siomedia said, go tell the Spartans. It didn't end at the Alamo because Houston's battle cry was remember. It didn't end at Dunkirk because Churchill said, we will never surrender. It didn't end on December 7th because of Roosevelt's Day of Infamy speech. It didn't end on 9-11 because we saw the towers fall. When we fall, we rally and rise around our fallen. It didn't end in Kabul because we remember our 13. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Nouse, 23, of Corrington, Tennessee. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, 31, of Salt Lake City, Utah. Marine Corps Sergeant Johnny Johanny Rosario, Rosario Pacho, Rosario Pacho, 25, of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole G. of Sacramento, California. Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez of Indio, California. Marine Corps Corporal Dagan Page, 23, of Omaha, Nebraska. Marine Corps Corporal Umberto Sanchez of Logansport, Indiana. Marine Corps Lance Corporal David Espinoza of Rio Bravo, Texas. Marine Corps Lance Marine Corps Lance, Marine Corps Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, St. Charles, Missouri. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley McCullum of Jackson, Wyoming. Marine Corps, Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan Merrola of Rancho Cucamonda, California. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem Nakui of Norco, California. And Navy Hospitalman Maxton Silviak of Berlin Heights, Ohio, and are left behind, but we will get them. Biden left them, but we will get them. Biden left them, we will get them. Say it with me now. Biden left them, we will get them all. Dead or alive, we will bring them all home. I'm a retired SOCOP soldier, former DIA intelligence officer, and ex-DEA special agent. Targeted by the deep state, turned whistleblower, now your intelligence officer. Repurposed as chaplain, teacher, leader, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Attention, deep state Dems. Antifa, rhinos, Black Lives Matter, and assorted traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as organized as the British. You're not as disciplined as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. And you're not as brutal as ISIS. And we beat them all. You're next. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Starting off with some good news as we remember our fallen and our left behind and pray for them and action our anger and focus our fury into relentless rescue, that there are 
scores of Westerners, including Americans, flying out of Kabul this morning. Some 200 foreigners, including Americans, flew out of Afghanistan on an international commercial flight from Kabul airport today. It's the first such a large-scale departure since U.S. and foreign forces concluded their frantic withdrawal at the end of last month. And this was a Qatar Airlines flight to Doha, which marked a significant breakthrough. This is not the Glenn Beck uh, Cam Airways planes that are still on the ground, but it is a start and it is good news. Uh, and it is a retreat of our enemies, foreign and domestic. And they, uh, American officials are speaking upon anonymity because everyone is too ashamed to go on the record, but they're saying the two senior Taliban were involved in that decision. I will talk more about that in a moment. Uh, but a foreign diplomat, likewise speaking on the condition of anonymity, because he wasn't authorized, said another 200 foreigners, including more Americans, would depart in the next couple of days. So this is significant good news. Uh, and that is because the tides are turning and we are making a difference. Uh, and last cast, I said I was so proud and honored by Team America that they had provided actionable intelligence for alternative ways to escape and evade from Afghanistan. And those are underway. And now again, I have to report there are even more actionable intelligence that I have provided to Tier 1 veterans who I have known forever uh, with more uh, ways out of Afghanistan. Also, prayers for Bill Smith involved in Team America effort to legally ambush uh, the jab vacciners. And that is more good news as well. I also want to restructure. I did a show with uh, Addy Ads, young guy who is a patriot uh, yesterday and going over uh, generations of war. And that was originally thought out by a guy named Lynn. And first generational warfare, just to kind of review for you, is kind of linear warfare. It's the thing you'd see in 300 at the hot gates uh, where everybody lines up or Roman legion legionary stuff like that. Secondary warfare is more artillery. There's there's differences and variances depending on what expert uh, you talk to, but it's really, um, it, it can be musket fire, it can be uh, artillery. Third generational warfare uh, really is kicked off with World War II with the Germans blitzrig, the new type of, of warfare that is a, it happens because of new technology. Uh, and it also happens because of the state can organize uh, warfare. So b originally before that, it was just kind of melee combat where everybody just finds somebody and fights them uh, individually. And so that's kind of the first, second and third generations. There's lots of variances, but I'm not into doctrine. I'm not getting into uh, historic and um, uh intellectual conversations, even though I've got a couple of bachelors, a master's, and a couple of honorary PhDs. It's just the point to understand what's going on. But fourth generational warfare is really guerrilla warfare, and that's really developed by, uh, mastered by Mao Zedong, uh, and then Ho Chi Minh, and then it continues on. And then fifth generational warfare, people uh, debate about the reality of that as well, whether it's fourth or fifth or some variant thereof. But again, it's very hard to tell um, because there are the troops are not uniformed and it's mostly uh, information uh, warfare. Uh, 
So that's kind of a reference for what I'm talking about. And also remember recently that I had talked about that the Chinese had bought a base in Uvalde, Texas, the Morningstar Ranch. And of course, the Chinese control uh, Biden uh, and his son, Hunter. I've talked a lot about the three hard drives and how they uh, bribe, lure, uh, addict, uh, and then extort. That's exactly what's happened with uh, Hunter uh, and Biden. And uh, now the Taliban, who now have just uh, had meetings with the Chinese, Iran, Russia, uh, all of our enemies. And so we left Bagram purposefully uh, so that they could have air superiority, because you have to have air superiority and air mobility because of the terrain in Afghanistan. And we purposefully left that. It wasn't an accident. It was a purposeful betrayal uh, and treason. Uh, and now they are flying in all of these Taliban uh, terrorist military age men. Lots of them have not, most of them have not been vetted, while the State Department is hypocritically and ironically saying, well, the Americans don't have uh, visas because there's no embassy now, so they can't get visas. Typical foggy bottom uh, bull crap. Uh, but uh, the the Taliban are making that entrance from through uh, South America, through Central America, up through Texas and Arizona to come across the border to establish an air base. So they've got an air base that they're going to maintain now, uh, Bagram in Afghanistan. Uh, they're, they've got an air base in Texas and all of the gear that everybody's listed, including me, that they have, including tanks and helicopters and all kinds of weaponry. Uh, now that can come through and the, and the Chinese will maintain that for them. Yeah, they can't maintain it themselves, but the Chinese will certainly maintain that in exchange for building this new road that's going to mine copper and lithium batteries so that they can control those markets. Remember when I talked about how there's a Taiwanese company that rented an entire container ship and is moving its entire uh, chip making industry to Phoenix because that is uh, friendly territory for the most part. More about the audit. Arizona audit uh, in a moment. But what's going to happen is uh, that all of these terrorists, whether they're cartel hitters or whether they're Taliban terrorists, coming up with American equipment, American uniforms, uh, coming up for false flag events. Think of the FBI agent uh, in Goliad, Texas, that led the two ISIS AK-47 armed terrorists to the draw uh, Mohammed event. Uh, and then the sharp uh, Goliad cop shot them both with his handgun, and then the FBI agent tried to flee more of that to come uh, because they'll be, uh, they'll shave their beards, they'll, sha they'll shave their mustaches, they'll just look like Hispanic Americans uh, or uh, Mexican Americans or, or, or whatever, uh, and those will be the new false flag operations that will then allow for uh, more tyranny to come about, just like you're, we're seeing in Australia, that the down under has gone under the boot of tyranny. But so that's the fifth generational warfare plan, because in 2020, a communist Chinese official said we won a war against the United States, and they did. And it's now starting to go to fourth generational warfare here in CONUS, in the continental United States. But it is primarily uh, fifth generational information influence operations. That's really the defining factor of fifth generational uh, warfare. But 
I'm trying to tell you what the war looks like and what the battlefield looks like and what's happening. Uh, and there is more good news, and that is an Afghan refugee who was on a U.S.-bound flight. Remember, there were flights coming out with no Americans because Biden has uh, allowed the Taliban to have American hostage, including American children. This is, again, Fast and Furious, Benghazi, and Syria uh, which were all international covert gun running operations writ large. But this is also how Ted Koppel on Nightline got his start during the democratic uh, disaster where the Iranians took our embassy folks hostage. And then there was the ever the Nightline show tracking that, except now the propaganda press is so hypocritical and corrupt that they won't even cover uh, any of that. And so that's why citizen journalists like myself, like Addie, um, like George Webb, like Harry the Greek, uh, others, um, Stu Peters, uh, all kinds, Glenn Beck, all kinds of folks doing uh, great things. But for the false flag events that have now been set up through uh, abandoning Bagram, uh, abandoning Americans uh, as hostages, and then flying out Taliban terrorists, into America with no vetting while they're going to while they're going to get ivermectin while Americans are not allowed to get ivermectin which is ridiculous because you used to be able to get it at any feed store I've dewormed my horses hundreds of times with ivermectin uh, but an Afghan refugee was stopped on a US bound flight with wait for it explosive materials in his luggage so look at the timing we're coming up on the 20th anniversary in a couple of days of 9-11. And now we have a Muslim coming from Afghanistan, not vetted, who was an American contractor. That means he was contracting, he was a mercenary for the American government. And in his luggage, he had explosive materials. Think 9-11. This was a false flag that I think, this, I assess this with a high probability of certainty, that this was a false flag operation uh, that was about to happen uh, so that then the corrupt Biden administration and the corrupt State Department and the totally corrupt Central Intelligence Agency clowns could then, and, and the uh, TSA and DHS, uh, Department of Homeland Security, could even more bring about tyrannical security measures to control Americans while they let uh, foreign enemies do whatever they want. And so this male Afghan refugee who was departing Ramstein Air Base in Germany, that's the base that everybody goes through, that's where our wounded uh, go to, was detained uh, Monday after it was discovered in pre-flight screening that he had blasting caps and other explosive materials in his carry-on luggage. And he was a contractor for the U.S. government. And screeners, uh, a member of the German military, because remember, this is a U.S. air base in Germany, but the Germans have their own screeners there. So it wasn't the American TSA guy uh, who's in on it, and they're incompetent and corrupt uh, and ridiculous. I, I, I try not to be too uh, disgusted every time I go through TSA, and there have been some nice ones, and some of them have thanked me for my service. Uh, but for the most part, they're incompetent and corrupt uh, and totally uh, ineffective. Their failure rate is 98% last time I checked. But anyway, it wasn't the TSA guy who caught this. It wasn't uh, the FBI who caught this. It wasn't uh, DHS who caught this. It was a German who caught this. Uh, 
and a German screener assisting U U.S. forces at the air base in Germany found five blasting caps, an igniter switch, and a death cord. It says death cord. It's actually debt cord. I know. I, I used to blow a lot of stuff up. I did a lot of uh, explosive entry um, when I was in uh, seventh group. And a shock cord um, on Monday. And so this is... This is timing is not coincidental. This was part of a plan. Somebody else is bringing in the C4 or, or was going to make the fertilizer uh, or whatever. But it's good news that this was uh, stopped by our allies. Remember the five eyes, which is the five allied intelligence organizations who were hoodwinked and then went along with uh, Obama to go after Trump and Flynn. Everything. Now that they, now they've been made foolish, are ashamed, and so now they are not going to go along with Biden willingly. Uh, you've heard the uh, the English um, decry Biden, and the Germans as well. And remember too that just a while back there were some German uh, GSG nine, I think, or GSK uh, flying with Task Force One Hundred and Sixty SOAR Special Operations Aviation Regiment out of Campbell. That's the special. That's the Tier One. Uh, pilots who fly all the tier one operators uh, on uh, tier one missions. And they were flying German operators around to rescue German citizens and probably some American citizens uh, there as well, but not going to talk about uh, that too much. So we do have international support. And of course, our internal support and resistance is growing so rapidly that we are really approaching phase one of fourth generational warfare in America, CONUS, continental United States. And that is first, the collectivization and centralization of a political uh, base. And more on that in a moment. But that is further, my intelligence assessment of this is further uh, strengthened by the evidence that the four member members at Gitmo of the five exchanged by Obama for the deserter and traitor Bowie Bergdahl. Remember this guy that uh, Obama was trying to make out to be a hero. And of course, uh, he was a deserter. He was a traitor. Uh, and then you heard uh, Bergdahl's dad stand up uh, in Arabic and declare the ground of the White House uh, for Islam. And then you could see Obama grabbing uh, Bergdahl's mom's butt. And it was just a terrible, creepy, typically uh, Obama situation, because Obama always was obsessed with trading uh, hostages. Remember, I believe, and not just me, but other admirals and generals believe that Benghazi was a failed false flag event that they were going to capture, kidnap um, Ambassador Stevens, and then trade him back. Uh, and that went awry. There's lots of evidence for that. I've talked about that years ago. And the night of Benghazi, uh, Admiral Gallet, the senior uh, American officer in theater in the Persian Gulf, was relieved. And um, General Ham, who was at the Pentagon that night, but was in charge of Africa Khan, said he resigned that night. But who resigns in the middle of a, of a crisis where your ambassador is being kidnapped and uh, U.S. diplomatic soil is being overrun and Americans are dying? Nobody does that. And that's never happened before. So uh, my assessment and my sources say that he was uh, relieved as well because we were going to go after and rescue um, uh, Stevens and we were also going to rescue the heroic ex-SEALs assigned to Special Activities Division, said of the CIA's ground branch, 
who left their cover to go rescue uh, Stevens and the other, and the, also the diplomatic security officer. And if you haven't seen 13 Hours, that's a very good, um, accurate portrayal uh, of that. And that actually also shows how everybody thinks the Bourne movies are these CIA guys. You still you see this all the time. It's not CIA. It's Special Operations Intelligence. I know what I'm talking about. When the, the, the sad guys are saying, hey, how are the born guys doing? Because, oh, they're under the desk. They're hiding out because they have no clue uh, what they're doing. The CIA and the FBI should just be disbanded. Uh, but regardless, the point here is uh, that way back then, Obama was plotting this with the clowns. Because remember, when he was uh, young, he spent three or four weeks in Pakistan. Nobody knows what he was doing. Uh, he was working with uh, the Pakistanis, the uh, intelligence organization there. Forget what that's called, ISR or ISI or something like that. And, uh, of course, that's where uh, bin Laden was hiding, right next to the uh, military academy, their West Point uh, as well. By the way, Zero Dark Thirty is not how they found him at all. That's a total fiction. The only good thing about that is the dev group uh, raid at the end. That's real good, but the rest of it uh, is garbage. But anyway... Mohamed Fazi is one of the first free Guantanamo detainees, um, and he was accused of war crimes and slaughtering thousands of Shiite Muslims. Mohamed Nabi, former chief of Taliban security, um, and uh, Abdul Haq Wasik um, was the deputy to uh, deceased Taliban chief Mullah Omar, uh, you know, infamous terrorist. He's one of the top intelligence officials for the jihadi leader. Uh, and he arranged training for top al-Qaeda operatives. Mullah Norula Nori, senior Taliban commander, wanted for UN by war crimes, also suspected of mass killing campaigns against Shiites. And Karula Kariqwa, a Taliban commander, has ties to Ayatollah's regime in Tehran. Uh, and these uh, four of them... Uh, that Obama arranged to trade for Bergdahl, and we lost uh, soldiers looking for Bergdahl because we didn't know at the time what happened. They are now in the Taliban government. And so this is not a failure of intelligence, again, that, that excuse. And this is not a failure in an FBI investigation that never happens. All they do is cover up. This is planned treason uh, that they have been bribed through the Chinese government uh, and probably this was the terrorist. Well, I'm saying he's a terrorist. The guy w with the blasting caps uh, trying to come through near the anniversary of 9-11 on an airplane and going to be on other airplanes and probably going to link up uh, with another uh, teammate that had the C4 uh, or had the fertilizer to make into explosives. This is all. Uh, probable of this. And if we had any real uh, 1811 investigators left in the FBI uh, and DHS, and if you don't like what I'm saying, 1811s and do something about it, stand up and be counted. Uh, you know who I'm talking to. Uh, then uh, people could put a case together uh, on this, certainly a better case than they have put against the uh, naive oath keepers that were ambushed on the false flag on January 6th, which now it turns out that the FBI has released grainy video footage uh, of the the guy who placed the pipe bombs uh, on January 5th that caused the, wait for it, evacuation uh, 
of the Capitol on January 6th, not all the lies that the Capitol Police, the corrupt Capitol Police, crying corrupt Capitol Police, uh, and all the corrupt Schiff and Pelosi, all the rest of them have said, but that there that there was a pipe bomb plan. Of course, the guy's wearing a hood, he's wearing a hat, he's wearing goggles, so he can't get the bio, uh, um, the, um, the uh, bio data to uh, check the face. The defense cover registry agency that I used to work with, you know, back in the day, it was just change a photo out, uh, put it in a new passport. Now, because of, there's um, uh, bio data that they can track the lines of your face, uh, that change that has changed that uh, dramatically. But most likely, and there's a big reward. But I can tell you, most likely, it was a friggin' uh, FBI informant or FBI agent that was doing that. Uh, because that fits in with the less, the rest of the false flag uh, lies. And, of course, it's just one little grainy section of videotape and uh, photo, just like on Mars, where they, just, if you haven't seen that lately, where they just found the, like, it looks like a pod from aliens, and the rest of the photos are color and nice, and all of a sudden this pod uh, is uh, in black and white. And if you haven't seen it, go look for it, because they're covering up that, too. Uh, you can go and look at the Mars stuff where you can see all the figures. Uh, you can see the uh, crab spider thing on the wall. Uh, there's lots of stuff that they uh, are covering up. And, of course, they're not talking about the Chinese Mars lander that happened. Yeah, the Chinese, because the Chinese aren't supposed to be this threat to us. And if they showed that the Chinese have actually landed on Mars, oh, well, then we actually might have to take them seriously, and that wouldn't go with the corrupt script that's going on. But again, everything I'm saying is true. You can look it up. It's getting censored. Uh, you know, I was a bad sheep on YouTube, uh, and now I'm a bad sheep on uh, Facebook and just got censored there, but I'm pretty good at uh, concealment and cover uh, and dodging. Uh, but uh, that is the latest. And again, Biden left them, but we will get them. And I'm working on stickers and hats uh, for that, because that is going to become an inflection point of great importance for everyone. Right now, what you're hearing is tens of thousands, uh, Texas A&M stadium, stadium, you're seeing them fra say frack Biden, frack Biden. And that's great, except that, you know, you're going to some some very, um, if you're a soldier or a young guy, yeah, frack Biden. If you're an older folk or a very um, moral person, you're just not going to say that. So that's why I'm switching that inflection point to focus around to say Biden left them. There's the sin. There's the crime. But we will get them. There's the objective. There's the goal. And anybody can say that, whereas not everybody will say frack Biden. I mean, if I'm on the range or if I'm talking to soldiers, then, you know, I'll talk soldier. I can I can cuss fluently. I had an interview a while back on Tommy with somebody and he was cussing a lot and people didn't like that. I'm like, well, that's just fluent soldier or fluent range talk to get your uh, attention. But but the Biden left them, but we'll get them is something universal because we're we're just we're not just talking about American citizens. We're talking about the American children, American citizen children and their mothers, their parents, their fathers and our allies that Biden left to focus on that the uh, native warrior guidelines of nothing must ever be done to harm the children and everything is born of woman. Uh, and that violates those uh, completely. So that is an inflection point that I want everyone to focus on, especially all the uh, Team America, 
Although Team America is amazing me uh, every day, especially with this latest intelligence coming out uh, that I have now already passed on to very trusted uh, veteran ex-Tier 1 guys like, uh, you know, I had Peter Donovan on the show and Ashley Adamfalos, but there's Operation Recovery out there. Go Ruck is doing uh, some good stuff. There's a lot of those things on my Patreon. And while I'm talking about that, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to JeffreyPrather.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-P-R-A-T-H-E-R, JeffreyPrather.com. You get my free newsletter. It just went out. Uh, and then if you want more, then you go and click on, and it's really cool, watch Andy's Taken video that he produced. It's fabulous. And if you if you want exclusive contact, you want a deep dive to see my intelligence, my evidence, my reports, uh, then go click on exclusive content, and then that'll take you to patreon.com, patreon.com. And there, patreon.com slash Jeffrey Prather is where you can sign up at, for $5, $15, or $25 um, per month, and then you'll see all of my proofs. And just like every show, before every show, I, pr I post anywhere from half a dozen to two dozen articles, um, details, like all the COVID protocols are there, all the jab protocol, anti-jab protocols are there, all the latest. I just posted some more today uh, from Team America Headquarters Medical, just is working very hard on the telemed because the hospitals are all corrupt on the telemed concept. Just got a report in from uh, hardworking Team America Headquarters Medical, which is doctors, nurses, naturopaths, really dedicated uh, American patriots that are working real hard uh, and that are responding. And I responded to a real good patriot today uh, who was uh, sick. But it does upset me when I tell you about this stuff, you guys. I'm not talking to the journalists. I'm talking about people who've studied with me for years my wife, you come, my wife gives you ivermectin, you leave it, and then you get COVID. You're not paying attention. Pay attention. Learn to see, not look. Learn to listen, not hear, because I get tired of watching you guys get hurt because you don't listen to me. But moving on from there. So anyway, that's all on my uh, Patreon, and um, especially... Um, I just republished my uh, uh, Martial Arts After 9-11 Aircraft Defense, which is a how-to take back an aircraft uh, DVD, which will soon be online. But right now I've republished it on my Patreon for my Point Patriots um, as a sign of uh, gratitude for your support. And that is showing how we can emulate our heroes of Flight 93, Todd Beamer and Jeremy Glick. I am very well aware that some of you think no planes flew into buildings. I do. And uh, I was at both ground zeros slightly afterwards. And anyway, I've trained um, auxiliary um, federal flight deck officers, FFDOs. Those are pilots that can carry guns, in case you don't know. And I've also trained um, uh, federal air marshals, FAMs. And of course, I used to fly armed uh, and spent a lot of time, uh, especially after 9-11, uh, flying armed. So this is not about being armed on an aircraft, but this is how unarmed we can emulate the heroes, um, Jeremy Glick and Todd Beamer, who said the Lord's Prayer and then said, let's roll and then charge the cockpit. And Flight 93 was the only flight not to hit its target. And, and from special forces hitting caves in Afghanistan, we found out the target was going to be the White House, um, most likely. 
from documents recovered uh, after a raid. And so this is how to do that. And I have republished that uh, on my uh, Patreon because YouTube took it down. Uh, because, of course, anything patriotic and helpful they're going to take down. They're only going to uh, leave up stuff that is uh, satanic and uh, child abuse and, and uh, trans uh, child criminals and everything else. So uh, that's up there. And a big thank you. And on uh, 9-11, we will be in the dojo training uh, how to take back the aircraft. That's something we teach. I don't know if I'll be in there this year. Uh, my senior instructors will teach it, the HMAC class. So if you're interested in that, go to bujinkanusa.com, B-U-J-I-N-K-A-N-U-S-A.com. Bujinkan means Warrior Spirit School. I trained under the Grandmaster of Ninjutsu in Japan, Masaki Atsumi, for many years. I was an Ushideshi. I was an inside-the-house student, uh, just like I trained under um, the Diyin, the empowered one, uh, Inde Diyin, that is Apache uh, holy man, Philip Casador, or medicine man. That's my book, Initiation. And, of course, now the most relevant book is Chase, which my friend and uh, fellow veteran, Wes Duty, uh, was going to be in with Val Kilmer, and that's Terror on the Border. That's terrorists coming up across the southern border. It's all based on fact. Uh, but it's a fun read. It was going to be a script. Fell apart. Now it's there. But that's uh, out there, too. And uh, I did send out a lot of those books to a lot of my uh, patrons a while back. But that offer has ended. <laughs> um, but other things that are happening. So there are some good news uh, in the war to take back and restore our republic and country. Uh, and there is also on my Patreon uh, from yesterday a memo from the Undersecretary of Defense, uh, for, and the subject is Force Health Protection Guidance Supplement 23. And again, this was provided to me by uh, Team America uh, Intelligence Personnel, so great job there. Uh, and this is, and I'm talking to a lot of military folks who don't want to get the jab, uh, from uh, enlisted who are in the reserves to uh, young guys who want to become officers. And, of course, everybody's being pressured uh, so that they can be controlled and killed off. Uh, but it says the point of uh, contact for this guidance is Mr. Stephen P. Jones at 703-681-7335 or stephen.p.jones10. CIV at mail.mil. So feel free to just ring his phone off the hook and email him to death uh, with objections. And don't give into this. Make them test you. Make them fire you. This is far from over. So it's a typical lot of uh, bureaucratic gobbledygook, but at least in this part, in this uh, instance, it's not grammatically incorrect or misspelled like a lot of stuff coming out of DEA, DOJ headquarters often is. Uh, and there's also a DD-3150, which is Certificate of Vaccination, attached uh, here as well. This is, I think, just for um, DOD civilians and contractors. But there is, a block, there is a block under three that says, I decline to respond. Uh, and so I'm not a lawyer. I spent one year in law school before I came to my senses. Uh, Team America Headquarters Legal is starting to stand up uh, and starting to uh, get work together. Uh, and 
Thanks, Charles, for that. And there are other paralegals that are going to work on that because uh, just like the veterans, most of the attorneys are useless and not doing anything. So I'm not going to do an in-depth legal uh, analysis of this because I'm not qualified. I have several attorneys and firms that I want to get on the show, but I got to fit them in in between crucial information that I need to uh, get out to you. But there is an attachment three mentioning um, uh, COVID-19 self-collection kits, which is interesting if you're going to do it yourself. Um, think of all the um, P tests back in the day, uh, veterans. And uh, under 6C, there is a religious or medical exemption from COVID-19 vaccination. It's not an exemption from the COVID-19 testing required by this policy. So that may be that they're just going to test you. Uh, when I go through uh, in and out, I see the, the kids still wearing the mask because they won't get the, get the um, jab. And so that's great. And I'm like, hey, don't, don't give in. I'll outlast them. Freedom is not easy. It's not simple. It's dangerous and it's hard and it's demanding and it requires great sacrifice. Uh, so that's just the document. You can look at it if you've got insight into that or you're an attorney or paralegal or JAG, you understand that better, love to hear from you. Uh, but there is a uh, former Marine lawyer who fought the anthrax vaccine mandate. Uh, and this is um, U.S. Army Major Biliosa Amworth. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's not right. It's, Cap it's then Marine Corps Captain Dale Sarin, who defended three U.S. service members who refused direct orders to take anthrax vaccines. And in a recent interview with American Military News, and again, this is on my Patreon as well, Saren says he sees many different limits to what the military can order of his troops. Saren first serves as an active duty attack helicopter pilot in the Marine Corps. Then was in the Marine Corps, I know better than that. I don't know why I'm saying that. And was selected to join Marine Corps Judge Advocate General's Office, that's the JAG Corps, uh, back in '96. In 2000, he was involved in representing three service members who faced court-martial for refusing the military's orders to take vaccines. And he detailed his efforts to defend these service members against the mandatory anthrax vaccine requirement in his 2020 book, United States versus Members of the Armed Services, The Truth Behind the Department of Defense's Anthrax Vaccine Immunization Program. Now, while all three service members lost their initial court-martial cases, and if you don't know, a court-martial court martial uh, is by your peers in the military, and it's harsher than civilian. Um, actually, just more realistic. But uh, a federal court issued a but a federal court issued a permanent injunction in 2004 stopping the military's mandatory anthrax vaccination program. In his 2004 ruling, U.S. District Court Judge Emmett Sullivan said Congress has prohibited the administration of investigational drugs to service members without their consent. This court will not permit the government to circumvent this requirement. That is very, very significant because, you know, I don't, I let go of my um, armed guard company because I was certified through uh, Arizona Department of Public Safety, DPS, for unarmed and armed guard services. And that's, we, I did a lot of bodyguarding of uh, Arpaio and Santorum, Breitbart and Tammy Bruce and all kinds of other luminaries uh, over the years. And I just don't do that anymore. Although I encourage you to go ahead and set up your concierge security services for all the police 
and uh, military that are leaving and concierge medical services, which you are working on also uh, for all the doctors and nurses uh, and uh, paramedics that aren't going to get the jab. Uh, We need to set up alternative institutions and we are working on that, but there's nothing stopping you from doing that as well. I did that. Warrior School was the security guard um, company and Warrior School was also the EMT class company where guys could use their GI Bill and get their uh, EMT certification and become firefighters. And we put all kinds of folks through that. And we had PJ, uh, PJs going through that and teaching that and Crows, combat um, rescue officers. There's, that's a new thing in the uh, AFSOC uh, PJ field. So that's all doable. But the important thing here is that I don't really teach those law classes anymore. I'll teach them peripherally in my HMAC class like I did last night my handgun martial arts class, uh, which is a martial art. It's under Warrior School, which is a martial art, big class, new students coming in. But um, under that, there's criminal law and there's civil law and there's differences. But in under both, there's precedent. And that's how a law is decided. And this is, looks to me, well, this is definitely precedent. It looks like this is pretty solid precedent here. Uh, and that is precedent showing that the, the government cannot mandate vaccines. Uh, And this is real clear, strong precedent from a real serious uh, JAG attorney uh, as well. So there is hope. Don't give in. You know, I was talking to a young uh, ROTC guy and he was saying, oh, there's an implied order. I'm like, they're not implied orders. There's implied tasks. Implied task is, hey, we're jumping into the uh, mission. The implied task is have a parachute, make sure it works. Okay. The mission is get to the ground uh, so we can get on the objective. That's an implied task is have a parachute to work, parachute out of the airplane. The task is get to the ground. It's not the, it's not the mission, but there's not implied orders. Um, so anyway, um, following the 2000 rule ruling, Saren has argued before the boards of correction of military records of each military service in an effort to correct the records of service members who were dishonorably discharged for refusing the anthrax vaccine. And Sarah has continued to observe similarities between the military's anthrax vaccine mandate and its rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine among service members. So Saren told American Military News that the military news that there's a popular argument that uh, once the, somebody joins the military, they essentially become government property. And that's just something that NCOs say. You're actually not government property. Um, you know, it's hey, if the if the Marine Corps wanted you to have a wife, they would issue one. That's just joking around. It's not correct to say that as a matter of law that suddenly you are uh, government property. For example, if we're going to sterilize everybody, uh, then uh, in the military, then what would you think of that? And of course, this also will play into uh, later on uh, all of the evil experience that the Army and the CIA conducted, for example, on the Tuskegee Airmen the syphilis experiments, the laser experiments, the atomic blast experiments. Uh, I'm Again, I'm not an uh, attorney. I spent one year in law school before I came to my senses. But there's a lot of precedent behind this. This is far from over. This is just beginning. Remember, the case was in 2000 uh, and the decision was in 2004. So don't quit. Don't take the jab uh, and don't give up hope. Just get your head in the fight. And this is a fifth generational fight that in this area is law, lawfare, war, 
war of law, lawfare war. So um, it also says here, well, you know, the FDA did approve the uh, Pfizer vaccine. And again, I just did a show where I talked about, no, that is not true. They did a bait and switch and people aren't paying attention. That's the Combravity uh, that isn't even produced yet, but they're saying them the same thing, but one they're liable for when, when they're not. And so that's all going to come into it too. And as these cases go forward, there's going to have to be disclosure. Now the government's going to lie about disclosure uh, as they always do. But again, uh, concealment is not cover. All cover is temporary. Uh, and this is a good, this is good news in this uh, uh, fight. Further, uh, when, according to the complaint, when requesting authorization to waive service members' informed consent privileges, DOD 6200.02, I sound like Spock here, states the Secretary of Defense must show a specified military operation presents a substantial, presents a substantial risk that military personnel may be subject to chemical, biological, nuclear, or, or other exposure likely to produce death or serious life-threatening injury or illness. Um, and uh, that's really interesting because uh, this is a this is playing into how they can never figure out that it's a Chinese bioweapon that starts at Dietrich, maybe goes to the military games, maybe goes to Harvard, then goes to Canada, then goes to China, then gets modified, then gets released as a bioweapon. And so that's going to play in and muddy, muddle these waters uh, as well. And the more service members, incoming service members and reserve service members uh, that fight this, and you should get with your groups, take your squad or platoon or whatever out for a beer and and resist this, resist these immoral, illegal orders by these traitorous, uh, treason, treasonous um, military folks. The only uh, military folk that has uh, been disciplined uh, fired was uh, Marine Corps uh, Colonel uh, Shelton for criticizing and asking the, the chain of command to take effect. All the rest of them uh, are just doing fine. The phony Admiral Kirby, uh, Miley, I think it's anybody in a new World War II uniform. You're really a disgrace to those pinks and greens uh, uniforms. But as of Wednesday, September 1st, the Department of Defense has recorded 230,284 COVID-19 cases within the military. Of course, I wouldn't believe that number because the they have played with the metrics. I've talked about that. With 40 fatal cases, a fatality rate of less than 0.02%. So there's a near, this is, this is like the regular COVID thing is at the age of death, infection fatality rate in America, IFR is 78. Uh, and at that, it was 96% survival rate. And below that, it was 99.9% survivability rate. And kids didn't even get it or transmit it. Or if they did get it, they recovered from it uh, nicely. Uh, there was never any reason for any of this. The, the metrics do not show it. Of course, they're not going by the law. They've thrown the Constitution out the window a long time ago. But there is a near zero risk to healthy, fit young men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces. That's another key aspect here because... Uh, most of the fatalities in the U.S. are from other causes. They're overweight, they got diabetes, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're drugging, because Americans are fat, uh, fattened up and dumbed down. Um, and that's happening in the military too, but to a lesser uh, extent. So the complaint also notes uh, that 
the complaint said there is no available satisfactory alternative, therapeutic or preventative uh, treatment. And of course, that's not true. That's ivermectin. Uh, that's hydrochloroquine that you can make. My wife makes it regularly, took some this morning, taking it regularly. Uh, talking all that stuff's up on my Patreon. Uh, and so uh, really just in this interview, he is uh, demolishing their argument. Now, of course, he's going to end up with a bunch of, um, uh, well, let's see, they're, they're enlisted. So he, they'll be peers. They'll be sergeant majors and first sergeants. Um, and those guys, the enlisted uh, are more blue collar. And so they are more patriotic. So if you I read the names of our fallen 13 uh, and none of them are from New York, one from Massachusetts, a couple from California, but mostly it's flyover country. But the elite who send their kids off to the Ivy League schools, they, they're not going to get their hands dirty in the military. You're not making money uh, like that. Uh, reminds me of the great movie Citizen Kane with Humphrey Bogart. And Mel, uh, Mel Ferrer, I think, who that you should uh, watch. But uh, this is good news, and I'm putting this out because I know a lot of guys are talking to me and are very concerned about this. And so this is just another fight. Uh, if you want to sign up for, if you want to do something easy, you shouldn't join the military in the first place. Unfortunately, right now you got to fight um, the military itself. But again, if you haven't seen the great movie Glory with uh, Matthew Broderick. Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington about the 54th Massachusetts, the first uh, colored, they said back then, black unit to fight uh, in the army. You had to watch them uh, get permission to go fight, kill, and die for their country because no one wanted to let them fight, kill, and die uh, for their country. Why? Because, well, once you will fight, kill, and die, you're no longer a slave. Uh, you're not submitting. So no one wanted to let them actually fight, give them guns, give them uniforms, give them shoes. You know, and they sacrificed themselves at great risk. I always wonder if, if I had been that commander, if I had a, the same final scene, watch the movie because it's very realistic and it's very true. Uh, the great sacrifices that were made uh, by uh, black troops there. But again, I just published uh, Pula was a Kiowa warrior that should have the Medal of Honor. They didn't get it. Three silver stars, three purple hearts. Um, signed back up, dropped his lieutenant rank to go back in in the combat unit. Uh, the minorities that have been so abused uh, by the, the government uh, are incredibly patriotic. Um, and uh, I've talked before about in the final scene of Glory uh, with the flag, that was the first, I'm trying to think of his name right now, that was the first Black Medal of Honor recipient and he never let the flag uh, touch the ground on the way back, even though he was wounded. So that's your American warrior heritage. Uh, the left doesn't want you to know about it. The public education idiots certainly don't want you to know about it because that would inspire you um, to resist and to fight, kill, and die for what you believe in. And they want you to play video games and look at dragons and fantasy crap. Um, but uh, anyway... There is a brief on the lawfare aspect of this bioweapon used for PSYOP purposes for economic battle uh, to destroy our country. And of course, they're hurting kids. The kids can't breathe. You put an oxygen meter under there. You put a um, pulse ox, read your pulse ox. It'll be real low. Uh, you know, and all that is proven uh, and obvious. But meanwhile, 
as uh, the conventional military doesn't understand um, fourth and fifth generational warfare, they're coming out with weapons that actually do influence fourth and fifth generational warfare. And the Navy just came out with a weapon that actually, wait for it, stops you from talking. It's an anti-First Amendment weapon. Why would our Navy need that? So they have successfully invented a special electronic device designed to stop people from talking. It was developed and patented in 2019. And it's called an acoustic hailing and disruption, AHAD weapon. It records your speech and broadcasts it right back to you automatically. And it's on a narrow beam so that only the speaker will hear it so that the tyrants can still talk. Uh, it's just that you can't talk. And more intriguingly, the patent alludes to by aiming a AHAD system at a wall or corner, it can also project sound to the target surface such that the audio appears to originate from the target so that you'll be hearing voices. And this makes me think back to the days when we'd have walk-ins in the DA offices and the guys would come in with their uh, aluminum, uh, their uh, aluminum uh, caps on. And I'm like, man, there's so many of these. There must be some to this. Of course, now they've admitted directed energy weapons, do weapons, and they've admitted Congress has uh, allocated funds uh, for um, neurological uh, weapon damage. And so this may be just uh, the clowns uncovering uh, a weapon now through the military, because the military, it's out of Crane, which is a special warfare center. They kind of developed uh, SOPMOD back in the day. One of my uh, dear uh, extended family members worked at Crane. He's a chaplain, Darren, and that's the SOPMOD was a special, operation, a special operations modification to the M4. So off the shelf, you could grab a suppressor. Uh, whatever you needed uh, to run your M4 for specialized weapons. And so that's where that's coming out of. So that's uh, interesting as well. Uh, more good and important news is that um, in Louisiana, uh, utility workers all turned their back on Biden's motorcade as it went by. Uh, and so we're seeing this in Florida. We're seeing this in Texas, the AM studio, where tens of thousands are fracked Biden. Uh, we're seeing this in Florida. Uh, we're seeing this in Arizona in the audit. We're seeing this in California, which I will get to. So it's not a civil war yet. It's starting to evolve from a fifth generational war that we lost against China uh, through traitors inside our government in 2020 to a fourth generational war in here in America, in the continental United States, uh, but we are consolidating phase one. In this instance, we're the gorillas. Uh, and you, you, and through Mao's phases, the first one is you don't get out and fight, you'll get wiped out. What you do is co consolidate your political base, centralize your political base. That's what this means. When you've got um, blue collar utility workers in Louisiana turning their back, when you've got Texas A&M college students uh, and fans by the tens of thousands turning their back. That is consolidating political base. And that's phase one of fourth generational guerrilla warfare in the continental United States. And even in enemy territory, police and firefighters in LA, in Los Angeles, have formed groups to resist vaccine mandates, vaccine mandates. And so police and firefighters in Los Angeles have formed a resistance group 
against COVID vaccine mandates for state workers. Note the term resistance, the resistance. And so um, this is what Team America is about. I was just talking to a Team America, uh, California patriot today and California, there are great states that organize like Florida is doing unbelievable great work. Uh, Ohio's coming along, other states are coming along. California <laughs> is still a mess. But uh, the firefighters for freedom and the LAPD officers have uh, roll call for freedom are two resistance groups of emergency services in California and their goals are to stop the mandated vaccinations for all city employees, as well as citizens of this great country. We want to bring education and truth to the people without being censored. And LAPD Sergeant Veronica Salcedo stated that we are supportive of individual rights, personal choice, and for manager on our own health. Of course, she's a Hispanic copper colored, which all the Hispanics are really part, for the most part, uh, part native. And so this is important. Uh, showing that they are losing terrain where they thought they really held it. And they need that territory on the West Coast because they want to control the ports, because they want to control the container ships so they can bring in all the drugs, all the, all the kids, all the slaves, everything, all the weapons that they want to do. Remember, I talked last podcast about how uh, the uh, Antifa has set up something down at the Portland port so that they can control that port of entry. Same thing here. So this is good news in the fight. But remember, you've got to be patient. Fourth and fifth generation warfare is not fought in years. It's fought in decades. The 1999 unrestricted Chinese warfare report came out in 1999. Obama came into office in 2009. He's still working behind the scenes. But we're talking one in two decades uh, for all of this uh, to understand that. So that is very crucial to understand. And it's good news. But it's complicated. It's not a soundbite. And you've got to understand and you've got to learn how to see and listen to discern. And if you're going to receive the spirit gift of discernment, then you are going to have to open up and drop ego and let go of your box inside the box perceptions of what you think things are like and why it is. In other good news again, and so we're starting to see this Florida, Louisiana, Texas, Arizona, California, physical terrain follow the human terrain of constitutionalists versus communists. Uh, and in Arizona, of course, that centers around the audit. The audit is still happening behind other parts of the audit are still happening. The reports are being reviewed, but there was a canvas uh, that went on. And the canvas has now showed that 173 uh, over 173,000 votes are missing or lost. Another estimated 96,389 mail-in votes who were either unknown to be residents or having moved away. Uh, and so the, this canvassing effort was something uh, that the DOJ wanted to stop. And uh, they said, well, this is going to be voter intimidation. And it's not. And it didn't stop because shortly after the election in November 2020, Liz Harris, a realtor, um, uh, saw deceased persons uh, on their voting records. Uh, and so she noticed this and she started the canvassing effort. And that canvassing went, effort went forward where volunteers would visit the homes of registered voters and at the door, if the resident answered, the volunteers would ask them as private citizens, 
to conduct a voluntary election integrity research, if they mind asking a few answering a few questions. It was voluntary. And so there's no uh, intimidation effort here. This is just uh, the corrupt Department of Justice and DEA doing what they did to Flynn, doing what they did to Trump, doing what they did to me, trying to control what's going on, and they are failing. And plus, uh, retired Air Force Colonel Wendy Rogers on a 50-state tour to get um, audits happening everywhere. And so now it's really looking like in my sources behind the scenes in the Arizona audit are assuring me that that is working well. That's going starting to go in Texas, Pennsylvania, other places. Uh, she just is today, I think, in Tulsa. And again, where Tulsa, where Clay Clark, uh, my friend with the Freedom and Health Conference and a lot of luminaries uh, started uh, his tour. And I will be again in San Antonio in November uh, with that. And a lot of Lindell was there, Flynn was there, uh, uh, Byrne was there, a lot of folks there uh, as well. Uh, and uh, that began to take that human terrain back. And now we see the results of that is a patriot uh, stateswoman uh, veteran uh, is now there preparing that ground for audits. And so this is really fourth generation warfare because it's dispersed. There is no headquarters tyranny uh, for the deep state to control. They can't control all of these groups. Plus, I don't want to speak out of turn, but uh, Wendy Rogers did direct uh, folks on the ground that um, th there was a credible action going to be taken if the FBI and the corrupt DOJ tried to infiltrate the uh, Arizona audit. I can tell you I won't reveal any more than that. But that's all good news. It's not over. It's not easy. It's going to be hard. But this is all good news. Sadly, down under in Australia, down under is now under the boot of uh, tyranny uh, and the oppression and tyranny is terrible there. And this is what happens, Australians, when you gave up your gun rights uh, is now they are uh, controlling the entire economy. And uh, Sydney residents are ordered to avoid even casual conversation, even with the mask and vaccine. So you masked up, you jabbed up, but they still don't want you to talk because they're never going to stop. Bullies don't stop. They have to be stopped. So uh, uh, Victoria Premier Dan Big Brother Andrews has said there's going to be a vaccinated economy and you get to participate in it if you are vaccinated. We're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated uh, and can be. And Australian lawmakers are rushing through an identify and disrupt bill, which seems to curtail uh, the already diluted rights of Australians even further. And now Australian federal police, which is what the FBI are trying, and, and the Capitol Police, which is what they're trying to become, Team America in Florida and California, pay attention to that. You have been tasked already. Have been blessed with the power to, are you ready, access the personal online accounts of private citizens and impersonate the targeted user, potentially sending out messages in their name. And this is deep state, deep fakes. And we're going to see more of this. So, you know, back in my day, it was a phony investigation and a fake report. And even with Trump, it was a phony investigation and a fake report. Uh, 
uh, and the same thing uh, with Flynn. But now we're going to have deep fakes. So the deep fakes right now have been the ridiculous photo of the Bidens with the Carters. And everybody's like, that's obvious. Or, or where Biden's walking along and his head gets cut off and it's an obvious deep fake. But they're going to improve on all that. And you ha- you're going to have to wean the younger generation off of all this fake technology where they learn nothing about their heritage, nothing um, about their traditions. And they should learn about the sins and crimes of slavery, of tribal Africans and genocide of tribal Americans. That should be included, certainly. But uh, it shouldn't be uh, just one way like the left is trying to make it. Uh, I think that they should show real violence, although real violence is almost never shown uh, in movies. You want to see some real violence and look at um, Ball and Cell Block 99 with uh, Vince Vaughn, but it's not for the kids and the faint of heart uh, to watch. But that's what real violence looks like. But as I said, um, Arizona Senator Wendy Rogers is on a 50-state tour, and today she's in uh, Tulsa working on that because we've prepared that ground through the Freedom and Health with Clay Clark. Uh, and meanwhile, you know, Biden's still falling asleep and mumbling, and nobody can understand what he's saying. And then he leaned forward at a, at a, where he's briefing some, I don't know, five or six union guys that are paid off saying, um, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room now because he's talking, uh, he just repeats what he hears in his earpiece because a lot of older folks uh, don't have uh, any filter. Uh, anymore, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. But even in Tucson, uh, where I'm at, and sorry, ladies, the ladies fight back is full, can't take anymore. Um, uh, The attorney general has caused the corrupt Tucson government uh, to pause the mandate uh, for the vax that was going to be required of the remaining firefighters and police of the small police department that is left as crime and violence and murders rage uh, because that's what they wanted. They want to pillage, blunder uh, the town uh, completely. So uh, that is how the state of the war is as I see it. It is uh, complex. It is difficult. It is not a soundbite. And I am not a bleached, blonde, tanned, talking head. I am your intelligence officer. Uh, and I am a chaplain, and we are beginning to win again. But it is not going to be instant, and it's not going to be easy, and it's going to take all of you to lean in and get your head in the fight. And one way to do that, on Sunday, I started off the uh, month service, because we rotate now, because I've, I've ordained other chaplains, and if you want to go to that, it's ChristChaplaincy.com. Or if you want to see my Sunday service, it's on Facebook on Christ Connection Chaplaincy. And I was talking about how there was a patron who put out, hey, it's last Wednesday was Pray for Afghanistan Day. So I put that out. Uh, and she's a member of the chaplaincy and trying hard. And so I'm now asking uh, chaplaincy members to go out and support through prayer or activity, whatever uh, the different teams need, and they are starting to answer that call. And even non-chaplaincy chaplains and members are starting to do that, which is fine. I don't care what denomination you are. I'm not a worshiper of religion. Uh, I, I pray to God, not religion. 
and so that's great. And now the next date where I'm going to focus on is October 3rd, because another patron lady said, hey, we should really focus on that. And so that's a Sunday where we're going to put something together. I haven't put that together yet. I know there's some Team America states doing some other activities, and I want to coordinate all that. But the most important thing I want to do is say that we are now moving into fourth generational guerrilla warfare in the continental United States in phase one, which is the um, centralization of political uh, power base, which has happened when you see the Louisiana utility workers turn their back on Biden, when you see the, the tens of thousands in the Texas A&M stadium saying frack Biden. But what I'm saying is Biden left them. We will get them. Uh, and I'm hoping that you will repeat that and shout that, go in the grocery store and shout it, uh, shout it out in church. And really, this should start in your churches. And if your church is just milk toast and won't stand up and won't flip tables uh, and stand up for the oppressed, uh, like Yeshua, which is Jesus's name, did, then move on and start your own or join the chaplaincy. Join us or do something on your own. Uh, the Catholic, there are great Catholics. The Catholic Church is a wreck uh, at this point. The best thing that came out of the Catholic Church in the last century is Mother Teresa. Uh, but you've got to get your head into fight, into the fight, and lean in and join up. And you can join Team America. Again, if you want to join Team America, go to jeffreyprather.com and sign up and then be patient. My staff is small. We're working hard. Then your form goes into a database, it gets selected, it goes out to the team leader, then they contact you and you start from there. So don't, you don't need to say, is there a team here? Yes, there is a team and you will be contacted uh, and you've got to be patient. It's decades, not years for this fight. So fear not, God bless and keep the faith. We are beginning to win again, but winning is difficult and expensive. And remember, freedom is never given. It is earned. It is won. It is taken. So take it.